Hey guys, welcome to Showing Up with Grit and Grace. My name is Katrina and I'm here to walk with you as we navigate the different seasons of life together. In this podcast, expect real talk, a little tough love, and motivation as we take action toward living our best life. Just think of me as your new BFF. Let's go. You guys, there's a way to get local fresh groceries delivered right to your front door so that you can spend all that extra time doing everything else you have on your to-do list. Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. I don't know about you, but I have gone to the grocery store and bought all the things only trying to get home and realize I forgot the most important ingredient that I needed to make dinner. Or even worse, I forgot diapers. Instacart can deliver to your front door in as little as one hour, and you can shop multiple stores in the area to help you save money. Every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences, so no more rock-hard avocados, and they'll keep your eggs safe too. To start your 14 day free trial follow the link in the show notes to let instacart know that i sent you and support the show my listeners will get a free delivery on their first order over 35 dollars. instacart never step foot in a grocery store again hey fam welcome back to another episode of showing up with grit and grace last week i talked about paradigms and i talked about how I had um, been doing seven habits trainings and I'm just going to keep with the seven habits theme after 32 hours and four full days of teaching the seven habits. I can't not talk about some of this stuff with you. It's just so good. So last week I talked about paradigms. If um, you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, I encourage you to check it out. A paradigm is the way you see the world. It's built on your experiences, your upbringing, your environment. It's all about like how we see the world as we are. We see the world through our own lens, but it's not necessarily um, the way the world is. It's just how we perceive it, right? So those are our paradigms. And that's what we talked about last week. So I am now going to um, move into habit one, which is the habit of personal responsibility it's be proactive. So last week I had encouraged you to write some stuff down to do some journaling work, things like that. If you like that, or if you're willing to do that again, um, go ahead and get your notebook out because I totally have more work that I'm going to encourage you to do today. Or if you're like, no, I don't do that. I just listen to podcasts while I drive or while I'm in the shower or whatever. Fine. Don't, you don't have to. Um, I just think there's a lot of power when you put pen to paper and a lot of this work is inter- internal work. And I think when you see it written out and you see, um, I don't know, it's just powerful. It's just powerful to get it on paper instead of just keeping it all in our head and like just thinking about it, right? So we're moving on to habit one, be proactive. This is all about personal responsibility. It's all about us. Um, a common paradigm with that, like a common way that pe- people see is it's just the way things are and there's not really much I can do about it. And um, that can be some people's truth. But actually, if you're working to be a highly effective person, the highly effective paradigm is I am free to choose and I'm ultimately responsible for my happiness. And that's where you want to be, right? It isn't just the way things are. And there is something you can do about it. Um, so we're going to work on that today. So 
one, like the different practices to help us work on that are to pause before responding, um, paying attention to our language, which I've talked about plenty of times using proactive language, focusing on your circle of influence, like the things you can control and kind of blessing and releasing. Yeah, you acknowledge, but um, all the things outside of our circle of influence, we're just going to kind of like, hi, I acknowledge you, but you're not in my circle of influence. So I'm blessing and releasing that. And I'm focusing on what I can control, right? And then the last part of habit one is is being a transition person. And that means like becoming a person who can influence those around them by just being yourself and by just being positive and, and being able to carry the right weather and being able to um, just have a positive influence on a sometimes negative environment. So when people are reactive, they allow outside influences like the moods or their feelings or different circumstances to control their response. So the stimulus, a car cuts you off, you get a nasty email, your kid has an attitude, you drop milk, you know, all the things that happen on a daily basis, that's the stimulus. And then you immediately react. The goal is to put a little pause before reacting. When people are proactive, they pause and they allow themselves like this time, this freedom to choose their response based on like, what are their principles? What are their desired results, right? Their freedom to choose expands and they use that space between the stimulus and response so they they can choose a reaction that serves them basically, right? So many times we blame the thing, the person, the situation, the stimulus, right? But it's not what people do to us that hurts us. It's our chosen response. So um, in this class, I showed a video of this nurse who was caring for this old man and this old man was so mean to her and he was such a jerk, right? And she was talking about how it was driving her crazy, how he makes every day bad and he this and he that and she was blaming the old man. Now, he was a total jerk, but when she discovered the power of having the freedom to choose how she reacted, everything shifted for her. She's like, I am miserable, but it's because I'm choosing to be miserable. And so she went back to work, continued caring for that old man who was a jerk but she got to control the power she let that old man have over her and him being a jerk and whether it was going to bother her or not. And, you know, initially, I'm sure he continued to be a jerk. But I think long enough, if we would have seen, like, the story pan out, I think that the old man would have maybe had a change of heart because she was reacting differently and because she was staying positive and staying true to how she wanted to feel and she didn't give him the power over her anymore basically and so pay attention when you're most likely to respond reactively and and the goal is like if you know when you respond more reactively then you can work on it i know when i'm tired or when i'm feeling overwhelmed or when I'm hungry, like that is when I'm going to be way more reactive. So I'm going to work on that then. 
which I work on my sleep anyways. Like I try not to be tired. I try to go to bed on time and I try to, um, you know, working out gives me energy and that kind of stuff. I try to have snacks in like all the places. So I'm not hungry, but like I'm aware that I can tend to be more reactive when I'm tired, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm hungry. And so then that's something I can work on. So identify when are you most likely to respond reactively. It could be like when you're around a certain person. It could be like there's so many different, maybe it's like when you're in the car. But if you can identify it, then you can work on it, right? Reactive, I'm using this language, but when you're reactive, reactive behaviors, like when you get angry and say things you don't write, that say things that you regret or when you don't take responsibility for your actions, it's their fault. you you play victim, right? When you whine and complain, um, when you blame other people, other things, all that kind of stuff. Now, proactive is like when you remain calm, when you take responsibility, when you think before you act, when you focus on solutions, not problems, when you take initiative to make things happen, like those are all ways to be proactive. So more self-awareness work, like what is the effect of reactive behavior? Like what's, what's the effect that it has on you? When you act in a way, in a reactive way, what effect does that have on you? I know it does not feel good inside. I know that then it can spark anxiety because now you're worried or you're thinking or you're, you know, get your brain going. I know maybe it affects your sleep or something or just makes you feel bad inside, right? What effect does your reactive behavior have on your relationships? If you are always snapping, if you're always saying mean stuff or if you're just, you know, a reactive person, then what kind of relationships do you have? Are you constantly in a high-low with your relationships because you're good and then you snap and now you're bad and now you have to apologize and you have to make up for it and you know so like what effect is your reactive behavior having on you like physically mentally emotionally what effect is it having on your relationships and then are you getting the results that you want when you act that way so if you take inventory of just where you're at now you know okay what effect do you want it to have on your relationships or on you, your physical, mental, emotional, social health, right? If you can picture what effect you actually want it to have, then you can start like visualizing that, right? Okay, so I want to be able to drive in the car and not scream at someone who cuts me off or doesn't use their blinker. Or I want to be able to have a conversation with this person, like visualize it. And then I want you to kind of plan. So you've pictured already, like, when you're reactive, what kind of effect it's having on you and your relationships and kind of, like, the results you're wanting, right? And then you are thinking about what effect do you want it to have? Your behaviors, what effect do you want it to have on your relationships and yourself? And then now let's just think of a more appropriate response. Do you need to walk away? Do you need to count to 10? Do you need to deep breathe? Do you need to ignore? Do you need to, right? Like think about those different things and then make a plan. What are you going to do to help yourself pause before responding so you can do it a better way next time? And and when I'm talking about this, I'm thinking there's probably like something that comes to mind the most. And maybe maybe as I'm saying all this stuff, you're like, 
golly, I'm reactive everywhere. Or maybe you're like, oh, I don't know that any of this replies, applies to me. Well, just it's this is just self like self inventory. Where are we at? Okay. It might only happen once in a blue moon. Cool. That's great. Or it might, you might be someone who you're like, it happens every single day with my kids or with this coworker or with, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. It's we're, we're not, every time we do this self-awareness stuff, it's not to shame yourself. It's just for you to, Hey, where am I at with this? Right. And so now that you know, and you know what you want to have, you know how, like you want your behavior to affect your relationships and yourself in this certain way. And now you've kind of brainstormed some ideas of, okay, how am I going to do this next time? And now you got to put it, it, like put it into action, right? So, you know, I've also talked about um, language, right? I talk a lot about a language and your language and how it's so important. Actually, I have, it's like one of my new or one of my first podcast episodes called Your Language. And it's important because your brain will find evidence to support the story you're telling it, right? That's the cool thing about our brain. So whatever narrative you're telling yourself, however you talk about yourself, however you think about things, like your brain is just constantly then like, okay, cool, let's find evidence to support this. Kind of like if you're like, oh, today's going to suck. It's a Monday. Then now your brain's going to look for all the reasons why today's going to suck because it's a Monday and because there was a cloud in the sky and because, you know, whatever. Your brain is powerful and it does that. So we need to be aware of our language and the story we're telling it and how we're talking about things, all things. I can't, it's not my fault. I have to, they won't let me. All of these little, little, little things that we might not even notice, they are making an impact on our day. They're making an impact on our attitude. They're making an impact on what kind of weather we carry and like carrying your own weather, right? Are you carrying, you know, beautiful blue skies? Are you carrying a tornado? Are you your rain and then it's sunny and then your thunderstorm and then it's sunny. Are you all over the place? Right? So your language supports that. So pay attention to what's going out of your mouth. If it's language that doesn't serve you language, that's negative language that makes you believe you're the victim language that if any of that kind of stuff doesn't serve you. So then we need to work on making a shift. I can, I choose to not, I have to. Why don't we look at all of the options? You know what? I will find a way to make this happen. Like just shifting your language just enough to where it serves you. And then that's like a visceral shift. I always try to say that and I can't ever say it right. Visceral shift inside. When um, one of the activities we did actually that I, I feel like there's a total visceral shift is we had, I had everybody get into partners. And I had them turn to their partner and tell them all the things you have to do. Gosh, I have to do this and I have to do that. And they they have to. And they explained like their to-do list, right? And all the things they have to do. And then uh, their partner did it too, right? And then they took turns and did the same thing. But instead of saying I have to, they wrote I choose to. That is powerful. So I have to get groceries. I have to. And then you're like. I choose to get groceries. I choose to, and it just is different. Like you can feel that inside how it's different, right? But then maybe when you think about that, I have to versus I choose to. And, and I've, this language is good too. Um, I know a lot of people are in the habit of saying like, I don't have time. 
or I can't, right? Instead of, I don't have time, what if you said, I don't make that a priority? I choose not to make that a priority because that's really what's happening. It's not that you don't have time. We have the same amount of time as the most successful people in the world, but we choose to spend our time in different ways, right? So just the changing from I have to, to I choose to, to I get to. And and Mel Robbins just, I think it was yesterday on Instagram, posted that. She said, try saying I choose to or I get to instead of I have to. And so like people talk about this kind of stuff all the time. So try that. And maybe you need the reminder, the sticky note, the, you know, alarm on your phone, the accountability partner, your kids, your spouse, somebody helping correct you, helping remind you. Um, but that's powerful. So our language plays a huge part, but so does our focus. And this is a good one. So like we've got to continually make sure that our focus is on what we can control. I mean, right? We, we never have enough time, energy, and effort. We have never have enough time and energy. We never have enough. We never have enough. Well, let's focus what we're spending our time and energy on. Okay. So we've got um, a circle of control and we've got a circle of concern. And there are plenty of things in our circle of concern. And that's like all the things that you care about, but you have like little or no control over. Okay. So circle of concern. Maybe you really do care about um, politics and you care about what's going on in the world around us and you care about um, saving people and you care about the earth and you care about all these things, but you don't have a ton of control over it. Like now there's things you can do to be proactive and stuff, but you don't have a ton of control over it, right? Now your circle of influence, your circle of influence or your circle of control, same thing. That stuff you actually can spend your time and energy and effort on, okay? So if you're writing a to-do list, if you are listing out um, and and like on your joy list and suck list and stuff like that, um, that's a different episode too. But like if on your suck list, it's something that is like another person, like that's outside of your circle of control, okay? You might care about your health. Your DNA though is in your circle of concern, So there's two circles, circle of concern, circle of influence, okay? Your DNA is not in your circle of influence. You cannot change that. It's it's who you are. However, your nutrition could be in your circle of influence because you actually have influence over, have control over what you eat, okay? So if you were to take, and you can draw two circles or make two lists, however you want to do it, But if you were to consider where you spend your time and energy in a typical day, what you focus on, what you talk about, and write each activity, write each topic, write each thing down, is that in your circle of concern, things you're concerned about but you don't have much control over? Or is it in your circle of influence? And if you find that you're spending the majority of your time and energy talking about and complaining about and discussing things in your circle of concern, then you have less time to spend on what you can control. So the goal is to spend more time talking about, thinking about, working on things in your circle of influence so your circle of influence can expand. It, it's really pointless, or I won't say pointless, but it's really not a good use of time to spend a lot of time or much time at all 
talking about things that you can't control, talking about things that are out of your control. You need to focus on what you can control, okay? So whether it's at your job, because I know it's so easy to complain and get upset about and worry about and talk about and think about all these things, but then if we get real, what can you actually control? What can you actually influence? Let's shift and let's focus on those things because talking about all these things that we have little influence over, beating a dead horse. We ain't getting nowhere. It's not helping us. It's not serving us and we're dwelling and we're wallowing and we can't do that, right? So paying attention to where you're spending your time, that is super powerful, okay? So identify though, what are some things in your circle of influence? You can your um you can influence your health when you're talking about eating and moving your body and being organized or your relationships with others and stuff. However, you cannot control how people react. You cannot control anything about other people. Heck, even our own kids, right? We try real hard. But you can't control other people. So it's not your fault how people react. All you can do is worry about you, right? That's, that's what we tell our students. So focus on what you can focus on. And that's really powerful too. If you're like, oh my gosh, I really have been spending a lot of time worried about, thinking about, complaining about this thing. And I've gotten nowhere with it because it's so far out of my reach. Okay, so then what can you control with that situation? Or what other things can you work on? Okay, it's just a nice little shift. So... Habit one is all about you. Habit one is all about your focus. It's all about your attitude. It's all about um, how you see things. It's all about your reactions, right? But it's all about you, okay? So what are you focusing on? How are you talking about things? Where are you spending your time and energy? Just what are you doing for you? It's not about other people. It's about you and how you're carrying yourself and what you're doing um, and how you're dealing with things and how you're reacting. All right. So focus on yourself. And this is the first, um, habit. And the first three habits are all about you and, and your character and the foundation. And then we get to move into the other habits where it's all about working with others. But if you're not taking care of yourself first, how are you supposed to show up well and work with others well? right? So keep focusing on you, keep working on yourself and keep showing up with great grace. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you found a takeaway that was helpful for you or something that resonated. I'd love to know if you liked my message. It would be awesome if you would DM me or share this episode and tag me at Katrina McMurtry. We're in this together. You're already doing it. You're making moves. I'm so grateful you're here. Keep being awesome.